1: All right, this is Cody and Gold, 610 Sports Radio. I am Nick Schwert, Chris Unocero producing with me. Let's just go ahead and send it right out to Arrowhead. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes speaking to the media first. Here's Big Red.
2: Kadarius won't practice with the hamstring. Um, Everybody else is scheduled to practice. Uh, We made some moves here, so Clyde goes on to IR, um, and then... With a, he's got a pretty good high ankle sprain there, so uh, he'll be on IR. And then um, you saw where we brought Blanton back to the practice squad. We put Jordan Franks um, on the practice squad injured uh, list. He's got a broken hand that happened in practice. And then Yang was activated to the 53. All right, so a couple, a couple moves there uh, that took place. We look forward to playing. The challenge of playing the Rams and um, we know listen, we know they're a good football team talented They've had a couple injuries here and there, but they're well coached and um, They're a good football team, so we've got to have a good week of practice starting today and uh, uh, Make sure that we cover all the base on a little bit different week because of Thanksgiving we we shorten down tomorrow uh, a bit so um, So the fellows can enjoy Their family and friends uh, for Thanksgiving Um, and then Happy Thanksgiving so I don't forget Happy Thanksgiving to you and and uh, the fans so all right with that time jurors has he
3: officially been cleared from the concussion protocol and Happy Thanksgiving yeah he's got yeah
2: thank you I think he has to uh, for to be official has to go through a practice so he'll go through that he is feeling he is feeling better
3: Andy, there's a lot of season left and I don't know how much you play this game going into a season, but are you at all, would, would Andy Reid and August have been surprised by what, what you've seen your team do to this stage of the season?
2: Yeah, well, there were, listen, there were some unknowns because we hadn't been through games with some of the guys. Um, but as it went on, I could see uh, if we continue to prove like we were, that we would be okay. Okay. Um, Seems like every game's a battle, but that's this league right now. There are more games determined by one score or less, uh, you know, that, than um, than any year in the history of the game. So I mean, we—that's uh, the way it is. But uh, I'm I'm pleased, but like you said, by a, the most important thing there is, we we've got a lot of season left.
3: And one of those things when you have so many close games, I mean, sometimes <laughs> you can feel like that's a sign of vulnerability. But obviously, the more you do it, the more you seem to flex that muscle. I mean, it, it, does that start to become a thing where you're? It's ingrained in you with this particular team.
2: Well, I, listen. I mean, they expect to do well. I mean, that's a. Uh, uh, but they, there's another group over there that thinks the same way, and so on the other side of the ball that uh, uh, they think they're going to do well. So you, you've got to you've got to go through the whole process of what we're doing right now to get ready for the Rams. You got to go through the whole process. Um, today, tomorrow, and up to the game, and and then uh, then you have to have the energy to go play, and the, you know it's an emotional sport, so the emotional part of it, and narrow some of those h- human errors that take place. Yeah, so Thornhill um, is going to work. We're going to see, but he, you know, he thought he would be able to get some stuff done there. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Conversely with the Rams, you know coming off the Super Bowl
4: and now they're three and seven um, You guys have always been able to avoid the couple Super Bowls You have not having to hangover over and a good season. Just what do you see of the Rams? That's just it's you know, it's because it's not the game that
3: many people expect at the beginning of the year that this would be
2: Yeah, well they, they've had a change to the team and then um, in, Injuries, you know, that's uh, Those things happen, so and that's not something they planned on On happening, right? So Um but that's that's kind of what I see, what, you know, with where they're at. That. But at the same time, 99, 54, fifty four, five. I mean, all their these guys haven't changed, and their quarter, you know, their quarterback is banged up. But whether he plays or doesn't play, they've got good backups there. They've got good receivers and O line. So you know, you gotta get yourself ready. And uh, Lucas's injury was pretty significant. It occurred early.
4: Just, um, what does it say about his sort of rehab, and yeah. what did you figure out? What did you
0: feel like you guys figured out that helped him maybe
4: get back sooner rather
2: than later? You know, listen, he worked his tail off, um, and then he lost some weight, which, coming off a of leg injury, that that's important. Um, you know, so he, he um, I, but I just tell you, his, his, his work ethic is, you know, something that got him to this point. I'm working with our trainers. That, that helps too. They they do a good job with with the rehab part. We
4: have a talked to Lucas yet, but do you have like a idea of how much weight he, he lost over over this time period?
2: Um, a couple Twinkies worth. <laughs> I don't know exactly. Yeah. yeah, I do, but I'm not gonna put it out there. Yeah, but enough to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I know, these, I know
3: these questions kind of drag you crazy, but I think by my counts. 24 in a row that you guys have won in November and December. What can you put your finger on? Is there something about, you know, the process that you're doing right now or anything about this team in particular that just makes them so good this
2: time of year? Yeah, listen, I think we have we have good players, good locker room, um, coaches that are, are willing to work. And, uh, you know, I mean, that, that, that combination normally does well. I mean, but it's everybody. It's not one thing we're doing, it's everybody involved. I mean, you see what Brett and his crew have done by bringing people in. They're constantly uh, replenishing and bringing, bringing guys in that can play so and help us. So that's part of it, you know, the way Clark sets up the organization for us to be able to do those things, I mean, that's, that's important. So, I mean, everybody's got a piece I can go through. Um, Except Ted, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> they know
3: that. But <laughs> it
0: seems like Chris Jones has, you know, he's been consistently dominant for years, but he's even taken a further
4: step this year. What have you seen from him to, that maybe has, has led to that? Again, he's another guy that's,
2: the last couple years, has just really put in the extra time in the offseason. Um, he, he goes down, when he's not here, he goes down to Florida and busts his tail. Um, and so uh, he's got, he's in, really good shape uh he comes to camp in good shape that's, that's not necessarily how it was when he was young younger he, he was quite a bit bigger than what he heavier than what he is now um but he's he's always in the weight room now he's always running and doing his stuff there so conditioning wise
3: coach with edward Dillard now on reserve opportunity knocks for ronald jones Sure. What do you need to see out of him these next three practices before determining if he's up on Sunday?
2: Yeah, just uh, really, it's just an opportunity to get in and, and, and work uh, literally. So he, he uh, mm-hmm. and there's a chance he has a, he has a chance to play. So um, I mean, legitimate chance, Harvey. So, uh, but within that, he's got to make sure he has all the protections down and the and the timing of the runs. I mean, those are things we'll look at. But he's been working at it, and I don't think he should have a problem with that. You, um, got,
4: you guys have mentioned so. the patience for Isaiah Pacheco. Have you seen progress, especially these last two games, in him kind of? I thought more of
2: this last game, yeah. Um, I thought he really handled himself well. And, um, you know, it did show that, for sure. Andy, probably not a
4: lot of teams playing four rookies in the secondary. Do you credit what you've
2: seen from the production, to the system, I mean, the guys you brought in, what, what Sort of look at that. Yeah, well, um, good players. So again, that part of that's Brett bringing in these guys, doing his homework, of uh, uh, his whole crew, um, and then you know Dave does a nice job with them. Merritt, um, Donald does a nice job with the safeties there. Uh, Spags is you know, that's kind of his baby. That sec, the secondary is so he he sees it and works with those guys. He'll take an individual guy while David's doing uh, and, and Donald are doing the bunch. He'll grab one guy and go work with them. So um, they're, they're getting a, the attention they need as long as they retain what they're being taught. But they're, they're, they seem to be uh, hardworking, and most of all, I, I think that it's a smart group. They, they kind of get it, and, um, and that, that's, that's helped them. Not, not to slide any other position, but do you feel like that's one of the hardest positions to make that transition to the NFL as a rookie player play, play right with? There's, listen, there's a lot of space that they've got to cover in techniques, um, uh, and techniques, and then you hope they learn. Like we, we saw, we've seen it with, with 23 Williams the whole season. Something happens, and then he fixes that issue. Um So he's diligent about it and works on it at practice. Um, He had another great experience uh, the other day where 13 seasoned veteran gets him, and um, and then you know he'll learn from that. And 35 is going through the same thing. He's you know Watson's the same same thing. He beat on a slant. He'll learn how to take care of that or or a shallow cross route. All these things. These guys they're they're able to. Okay, you got me once, but you're not going to get me the next time. I'm gonna learn from this which is a tribute to the kids and and, you know, their Their attention to the detail there
5: Last one
0: Matt Uh, Chris Lee's doing quite a bit to recognize and celebrate John Madden tomorrow and this weekend. What do you think about Madden and Thanksgiving? What do you think about him? What did he mean to you?
2: Yeah? Turdunk. I mean you think about (laughs) turdunkin. I still have my turdunkin in the freezer in tribute to him I'm debating on stuffing it. So my, you know, he was my guy. I mean, I, you know, I, I appreciate everything he did for me, you know, for me, and um, just a good, good human being. And for the game, I mean, think of what he did for for football, for our jobs in here, right? You, the things you guys do for TV, I mean, it's phenomenal. All uh, the change he did, and then as a coach, he, Hall of Fame coach. All right,
1: right, that is Chiefs head coach Andy Reid speaking to the media. So uh, as far as the injury updates go, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire got the high ankle sprain. He is moving to injured reserve. Lucas Niang being activated to the 53-man roster. Joe Tooney dealing with an ankle injury. Kadarius Toney with a hamstring injury. Those guys won't practice, but Juju Smith-Schuster does return to practice. Let's go out now and hear from quarterback Patrick Mahomes.
3: Thanksgiving question.
5: What are you most thankful for? Yeah, I'm just mo- most thankful for the people around me, uh, from my family to my teammates um, and everyone that's helped me get to where I'm at today. Uh, those people um, I'll be thankful for every day, not just on Thanksgiving, but every single day that, uh, that I'm alive. Are you thankful that you're going to have Juju back?
3: Yeah,
5: <laughs> I mean for sure. I mean uh, to get a, a dynamic playmaker back. Um, hopefully everything goes good with the protocol and everything like that, and he's healthy and ready to go. And um, but just to have that energy on the sideline again, um, he's a, obviously a great, a great player, but a great teammate. So uh, you always want to get those guys back in the huddle. How much
3: did you sense it meant to guy to be able
5: to have make the plays that he did? on Sunday? Yeah, I mean it was big. I mean uh, just confidence booster. Um, he's someone who puts in the work every day and. Um, we have a lot of guys in that receiving room, so the ball gets spread out a ton, and he hasn't got the, the numbers that I think uh, we thought he was going to have going into this season. Um, and so for him to make big catches and big moments in a big game, um, it shows that all that hard work that he puts in every single day is paying off, and uh, he's someone that will be a contributor to this team for a long time.
3: Patrick, uh, Eric you mentioned Aaron, Aaron Donald was like Steph Curry. Um, you know, do you, do you see that out of him? And, I mean, I know the Rams are having a disappointing year, but overall, just what do you see from that Rams defense? Because they still have some
5: talent out there. Despite oh, um, yeah, I mean, they have a ton of talent. I mean, they're, they're still a, a great defense. I mean, I watch them in all the games they've played this year, and, and they've done a great job. And so uh, they have playmakers everywhere. I mean, obviously 99, uh, he stripped sacked me last time twice um, when we played him, so we got to make sure account, we account for him every single time um, that he's on the field, which is like every play, so you have to have a good, good game plan for him. <laughs> Uh, they got five, and Ramsey was a great player. They got 54. I mean, you could just go down the list. They have great players all throughout that defense, and so uh, it'll be a great challenge for us as an offense. And we have to go out there and execute at a high level and try to limit our mistakes because they capitalize on those.
3: Patrick, even in your short time in the league, you've seen most teams have a little bit of a lot of fluctuation in how they do season by season. You guys have been able to keep a pretty good arc. I, I was just wonder what you think about when you think about um, your ability to do that through the years so far.
5: Yeah, I mean, in this league, every, everybody can beat everybody. I know everybody says that, but, I mean, I, I truly believe it. I mean, every week if you don't bring your best game, you can lose You can lose the football game. Um, and so uh, for us, we try to just maintain getting better every day. I mean, we, I preach it all the time. EB preaches it. Coach Reed preaches it. It's just how can you make yourself better today uh, to impact yourself for the game. And so that's what we've done. And if you focus on that, you can just continue to get better and better as seasons go on. Um, and then try to find ways to win football games kind of like we did this last week.
3: Do you feel like that is a sort of consistent thing you'd say over like even the last five years? I mean, that, that that's part of the DNA of what, your success or anything particularly else you would point to about the organization?
5: Or yeah, no, that, that for sure. I mean, it, it starts off at the top. And I think uh, if you if you look at our organization, everybody comes to work uh, with, the, with the mindset of how can they make themselves better to make this organization better. Um, and so uh, Coach Reed, he's created that culture, the coaching staff, the players, everybody. I mean, everybody that's in this building is trying to do whatever they can every day to make this whole entire building better.
2: Gotcha.
5: Um, I think it was just they they came up and and they challenged us. Um, They they played man coverage.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com
3: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
4: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
3: You have 47 new voicemails.
4: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
5: In their plan zones, they, they, they pressed their corners and try to make sure that they were challenging us at the line of scrimmage. And it gave us opportunities to make some plays downfield. And, uh, I mean, that's something that I always want to do is throw the ball deep and give guys chances to make plays. And so uh, – I've learned to be patient and kind of take the stuff over the, the middle and the shorter passes, but uh, if I have the opportunity to, to go for the deep shot, I, I'm going to make sure I, I maximize it cause I don't get a lot of those anymore.
2: Have you seen or maybe been waiting because you have been effective being patient? Have you sort of been waiting for maybe it's a
5: reverse back in that manner? Yeah, I mean, I think it's – as the last few games, people have kind of – Played more man coverage and came up and, and been more physical with our receivers at the line of scrimmage and it's a, it's a tribute to them They're winning. They're getting downfield. They're winning on their routes um, and giving me a chance to make some throws and let them make plays and so uh, um, I think it started maybe the Titans game or the Raiders game or kind of one of those games They started playing more and more man coverage and the uh, the Chargers did a good job of it for the most part um, But we uh, were able to make enough plays at the end of the game t- to win it.
3: Patrick, I remember.
4: A productive player for the office. Just how valuable do you see him right now in this in this unit and is it surprising to you now that he's been this productive from obviously when you guys first
3: started working together?
5: Um it, it hasn't. I mean obviously when you first get there, you don't I mean like I I, I hit the receivers that I knew and then Justin Watts, I knew we had signed him but I just kinda texted him and told him to come down and you see it you saw it the first day in Texas. You could see the how he ran routes, how fast he was. Um, I knew he had a chance to, to make the team at that time. Um, but we had a lot of competition in that room and I think uh, it kind of made him even better with the competition, and he, he, he accepted the challenge. He was helping other guys. He was, he was getting reps in whenever he could in training camp. Uh, if the guy went down, he was the first guy to hop up, um, and uh, I think that just that's proven to be why he's had so much success this season is whenever guys have went down or he's had to hop in for a rep, he makes the most of it, um, and you have to have those guys because uh, when we have situations like we had this last game, um, he can be that guy to step up and make a lot of big plays for us.
0: top of you before and after the game, and what does it feel like to be in that position
5: now? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is you got to rely on your coaches and your, the guys around you. Uh, I mean, that's 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 the biggest thing that I remember is, um, obviously you're going into a new environment. Um, that, I mean, he's playing Arrowhead. I, I was playing I think at mile high on my first start. Uh, you're going to a new environment. It's going to be a tough challenge for you, but how can you rely on what your coaches have taught you, your fundamentals, and uh, your teammates around you to, to bring the best out of you? He's won
4: 25 games in a row now.
3: December games in the last few years. What is it about this time of year that gets you dialed in, that you like about
5: this time of year? Uh, I think it's just, co- we continue just to get better as the season goes on. I mean, at the beginning of the year, you're trying to find out who you are. Um, you're trying to find out what are your best plays, what what do you want to go to in those go-to moments, and as the season goes on, you figure that stuff out. Um, and then uh, the practice gets easier, so uh, Coach Reed, that might, that might be it, I don't know. <laughs>
3: Uh, four games this season, you guys have been trailing at halftime where you've come out second half, you've been able to pull out the win. Can you point your finger on anything? Is there anything that's said at halftime, or what is it where you guys flip that switch and come out and
5: pull it out? Yeah, I think, guys, we make adjustments. Uh, the coach staff, the coaching staff comes in, we make adjustments at halftime. Uh, we try to execute those things. We see the defense is doing uh, against us as offense, and then the same vice versa with the offense uh, is doing against our defense. And I think we do a great job of making adjustments, executing those, and guys have the mentality that we're going to find a way. Um, and so uh, you have to be a great second half team in this league in order to win games. Every game's close in this league. I think everybody knows that. Um, but uh, hopefully we can try to get some leads going into halftime and make it a little easier on ourselves. That would help. Patrick, just to follow up on
4: the
0: practice getting easier, I mean, Andy Reid's known for a brutal camp and there are definitely some miserable days. Do you get the sense that guys enjoy coming to the building a little bit more in a sense later in the year just because of it being a little bit
5: looser? I think uh, guys, I think the camp that Coach Reid has, has is so. It helps us so much as the season goes on. Cause we've been through those adverse moments when you're tired, uh, your body's hurting, and you got to go out there and still execute um, at a high level. And so it prepares you for games when you're in those situations. And so our, the practices slim down as the season goes on, um, but you've built up that stamina of you. You know you can put in that work and and be at the top of your game. And so. Um, I always told I told those new receivers especially I was like get through training camp and you'll be ready to go for the entire season um, And I think they they understand that now and they understand why we did what we did in training camp to prepare them to be in those moments in the season we two more, Adam and Matt. Right,
0: Adam. Patrick with uh, the run game starting to pick up these last couple of weeks How does that kind of help you as a quarterback? I know that you would be willing to throw the ball every time But mm-hmm. now that you kind of have the run game picking up and as it starts to get colder You probably do want to start running the ball a little bit more. How does that help the offense?
5: Yeah, I think our offense is in a completely different place when we run the ball well. Um, the offensive line gets going, it helps them and not only run blocking, but pass blocking as well because the defense doesn't know what to account for. Um, it helps open up play action and stuff like that. Um, so I mean, we run the football, I mean, if you look at our games, the, the games we have most success is when we run the ball well. Um, and so you want to still be who we are and throw the ball when we need to, but uh being able to establish the run is huge um, any time of the year. I'm not really worried about the cold. I, I can throw it in the cold, I think. <laughs> uh,
0: Patrick, the league's doing quite a bit to celebrate John Madden uh, tomorrow for Thanksgiving. As a young player growing up, what did Madden mean
5: to you? Yeah, he meant a ton, man. I mean, I, I, I got Madden the video game, like right when Madden the video game became, became it, which it still is. Um, and so I played it all growing up, hearing his voice. Um, I mean, it's ingrained in me now, and I watched a documentary this last year, and I'm doing the turducken this year. So I'm going to try it out. I'm, I'm not cooking it. I, I can't cook, but my chef's already preparing it and getting it ready to go, and I'll let y'all know next week how it is. <laughs> Thank y'all. Look forward to the review,
1: All right, that is Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, turducken. I am not, not well versed on turducken. I mean, I only know it from John Madden, but. Uh, well, I'm not going to, I've never m-
4: tried it. I couldn't I don't either.
1: I've heard everybody it. says it's amazing. So, uh, um, I'd
4: like to try it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've had, I've had turkey and I've had duck and what is it? Chicken too. That's yeah. part of it. Yeah. yeah. I, obviously I've had chicken. I, I couldn't tell you how the mixture is.
1: I've heard it, it, it. Al Michaels was talking about it the other night on the broadcast on Thursday night football. He said, it's amazing. So, you know what? I'll uh, try it sometime. The opportunity presented itself. I'd be all in, but, uh, I'm not going to get too much into the food stuff right now because that will be addressed In our random question of the day coming up here in just a bit, you heard him talking about the run game there and getting Pacheco going the other night. We talked to Nate Taylor yesterday when he joined us here on Cody and Gold, and I asked him, I was just like, so this is is Isaiah's backfield now, right? And he was, oh, yeah, of course, of course it is. But the reason why it's even worth asking is just because I feel like you could have kind of said this a while ago, and yet they'd still been given Clyde opportunities. And there's part of me that does wonder, you know, Clyde's going to be out for at least four weeks, which is massive. When he comes back though, which would be, you know, last month of the regular season, it feels like he's going to be coming back to an opportunity or a situation where he's going to have much less opportunity than he did when he left. Because as good as Pacheco was during that game, He's not getting those, what was it, 17 carries if Clyde doesn't go down.
4: Yeah. No, he's, he's not getting those touches. But 15 like, or 15. 15 tu- he had 15 carries. Um, I mean, this is a really, really bad situation for Clyde. Clyde was already, he'd already lost his starting job no, he's, he's done. just naturally. And now at this point, like Jerick's been getting a lot more play. Right now, Ronald Jones legitimately has a chance to play unless the Chiefs decide we don't like Ronald so much we're going to go get one of these running backs that just got let go, like a Melvin Gordon or a a Daryl Henderson Jr. to come in here and play for us. Like, unless they make that kind of move, which at that point, if you do that, you just got to get rid of Rojo. But at this point, you think Rojo gets some time. Rojo might play on Sunday. Yeah, he might play Sunday. If that happens and he plays well, I don't know if you can justify keeping Clyde in the rotation very much at this point now. Like to me, it's just like this point now, Clyde, he might end up being a late season release if you start seeing Rojo go out there and play well. I mean this I mean, is people worst keep case saying scenario yeah
1: people keep saying like oh we'll trade him we'll trade him like what are you who's getting tra- for who's him? trading
4: for Clyde? Like this isn't you this isn't like all you remember years ago when like Chris Chris Getz played for the Royals. Oh trade him trade Omar Infante. if you were another team, works. if you were another
1: team looking for a running back, would you trade for Clyde? No, because you know why there is a dime been, a dozen. Well, it's not just that that's important too. It's that there has been no running back to enter the league in a more tailor-made situation for him to succeed because you play with Patrick Mahomes, which means nobody respects the run. Every time he is in the game he, 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 he faces, I think the 10th, tenth, the 10th the tenth lowest amount of loaded boxes of any running back, any of the 50 qualified running backs in the NFL this year.
4: Oh, that's a deep cut stat right there.
1: I mean, but think about it, right? It does. It, it, it tells, it, it, it tells you a perfect picture when he's in the game. Defenses know they're passing the ball or more importantly, they know he's not good. So they're saying, we're going to give you an empty box. We're not We're not bringing people up in. We're not going to defend the run at all. We, we know you can't beat us. And he still struggles to run the ball. That tells you everything you need to know. They're daring them to run. And even when they do, they can't get production because he's not very good. And
4: he was specifically brought in because he could catch the football. And yet time after time, this year and the last two seasons before... Clyde would get an opportunity to make a
1: big catch and he drops. Hey, you know what we're doing though? We're doing what I said we wouldn't do, or at least what I said I wouldn't do. I said I wasn't being negative. I mean, it's too late for that, buddy. It's I, <laughs> it's I feel like that, I dipped dip my toes into the water, but I, I'm going to redeem myself on the <laughs> other side because the flip side of Clyde's no good argument is that Isaiah Pacheco is good. I'm excited to see what he's going to do the rest of the season. I think there's one specific area where he can help the chiefs, Address what has been a negative this year. I'll explain it on the other side. This is Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. The random question of the day coming up here in about 20 minutes or so with Chris Uno Cerro. I am Nick Schwartz filling in for, well, yesterday, I don't know. We did the math. Um, I was Wally pipping Alex and Jed was Wally pipping me. Cody wasn't Wally pipping anyone. Now I'm Wally pipping Cody. You're Wally pipping me, I guess. So I've gotten Wally pipped the second day in a row. Do you Could guys you, use
4: that a lot on this show?
1: Only because they brought it up one time, and I didn't know the reference. I don't either, so oh, dude, this is d- different for damn me. Damn it, now I have to explain it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you used Wally it Pip was, like five no, okay, times okay, okay, just Here's now. what's going to happen. The text lines, I'm going to get up 20 texts on the text line. I'm like, <laughs> Are you guys serious? <laughs> uh, I believe it was, like, it was either like, Lou Gehrig or Mickey Mantle, who, like, Wally Pip was the starter. He got injured. One of those guys came in and then took his job. So oh, is.
4: oh yeah, okay. I, you know what I think I actually know that reference now. Uh-huh. Now that you explained it. I was like,
1: Oh yeah, okay. I have heard that before. I just didn't know it. Okay. But I know it now. Uh, so yeah, that's uh that's our situation. Uh, we'll get to the random question here in a bit, but you
4: you, you should just use Rich Gannon. You could say Rich Gannon instead.
1: About, what about Kurt Warner? You could say Kurt Warner too. Tom yeah. Brady would probably work. Tom Brady well. would
4: work too. It seems like, but a, like
1: the, the a little more that's, topical, that's a little more a, time, not quite as dated as Wally Pipp. Exactly,
4: exactly. That seems better.
1: So uh, I want to talk about uh, more about Pacheco and Clyde Edwards-Helaire. We got a text uh, during the break. Somebody
4: is very, very voracious defender, yeah, they're
1: voracious, but you know what? I'm the only reason I'm going to read it is because they're being respectful. They're not just calling us idiots and saying, you guys don't know what you're oh, talking they're
4: probably, about. probably saying that off the text.
1: That's fine. You know what though? <laughs> you can say it all you want off the text. If you're going to be rude <laughs> on the text, we're not going to read them, but this comes yeah. from the eight one six. And the, the argument that I was making on the other side was that it's, it's very apparent that Clyde is a better, or that Pacheco is a better runner than Clyde. And he's going to lose his job. He's going to get Wally pipped. Boom. Did it again. Uh, from the 816, he said, I don't like that argument. You're acting like he, Clyde, gets 20 carries a game. If he was on any other team that runs the ball like a normal team, he would get 70 yards a game, but he doesn't get 20. He gets maybe five. So to say he sucks after he gets 10 yards on five carries is just short-sighted. If you look at his best games where they actually gave him the ball like other run, teams run running backs, then he has good numbers. Now, I do agree with the idea that giving guys four or five touches out of the backfield does not give you a big enough sample size to draw sweeping conclusions about how good these running backs are. Because let's just look at Pacheco, for instance, right? In the games where he's got extended run and more touches, he's been wildly productive. Let's just look at the games where he's got 10-plus carries. Week one against Arizona, some of that was garbage time, but 12 for 62. Week four against Tampa, 11 carries for 63 yards. Last two weeks where he's been your lead back, Jacksonville, he went 16 for 82. Chargers, he went 15 for 107. So to this texter's point, you give guys more opportunity, they can do more with it. Because if you start slow and then all of a sudden you get benched, you never get the opportunity to progress to the point where your number's start to look more efficient. Here's the problem, though. Isaiah Pacheco, in the first 10 games of his career, has already had four games, Chris, where he's had over 60 yards rushing. Four games in the first 10 of his career, he's went over 60 yards. And those were the four games I just mentioned, the ones where he was actually given run. Clyde hasn't done that since his rookie season. Clyde has not had four games in a season since his first year where he had four games of more than 60 yards rushing.
4: You Pache- also Pacheco's done it in, in half a season. And you also have to take into account that he's consistently hurt. And in this sport, at that position, where unless you are among the elite of the elite, you don't have a safe starting role as a running back you can't keep getting hurt like that and that's not really something he can control I don't think Uh, I don't think he's doing anything reckless it's just the nature of the game but that is part of the the issue here is that he hasn't proven to be reliable yeah and 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 the thing is Pacheco didn't get it wasn't like he was the starter at the beginning of the year and it was some unfair rigged competition Pacheco earned the touches he got yeah. Me and you were on the air back in August during training camp talking about how Pacheco was going to get a lot more touches in this offense because of what we had seen at training camp. And every single game, we have seen more and more of Pacheco being out there where it feels like he is just taking the reins of that running game. And I don't know how you could watch him and watch Clyde and be like, Clyde deserves more opportunities than Pacheco because Pacheco has more juice when he's running and he just seems to have something that Clyde doesn't have. He looks like a legit NFL rushing right. running back. Exactly. And I understand. Cause I, I was excited about Clyde after cause that first game against the Texans, like they clearly gave him, it was like, you are going to be the guy that we run the offense through mm-hmm. that game against the bills. He was the center, the focus of the offense in that game. And those were his two best games of his career. But since then, he has had injury issues and he has had consistency issues out there where it just feels like he's left the door open for someone to take his job. And now someone has.
1: And, and listen, I think there have been more Clyde defenders out there than we seem to think. It seems we seem to think that like nobody likes. Clyde. I think a lot of people do like Clyde. They think that he has a useful role. Here's the problem. First off, perception when you draft a guy in the first round and then they've had the lack of production that he's had. It's going to make it seem worse than it really has been. If you drafted Clyde in the third or fourth round, we would just say, like, yeah, he's been a nice running back. That's how we would talk about him. But instead, because he was a first-round pick, you need to talk about him with a little bit more disdain. Here, ultimately, is my problem with Clyde. I talked about the the having eight defenders in the box. And I get it this is sort of advanced numbers and I don't like making full arguments on this cuz I don't think it's all that interesting. But I think it it's important to prove the point of the difference between Clyde and Pacheco and what they're doing for this offense this year. Amongst the 50 qualified running backs there are there are six guys in the league. Excuse me, five guys in the league who face Lighter boxes than Clyde does. 10% of the time when he's in the game, there are eight defenders in the box. That is seventh fewest in the NFL. And look at the guys ahead of him. It will start to make sense now. Two of them play for the Arizona Cardinals, or at least did James Connor and Eno Benjamin. What do the Cardinals like to do, Chris? They pass the ball. Oh yeah. So when the running backs in there, you know what the defense is never doing? Hey, let's stop the run. Let's account for the run. Doesn't happen. Two other guys. Who are ahead of him. Play for the Rams. Daryl Henderson. Oh, I guess he just got cut. And Cam Akers. What do the Rams like to do? Throw the ball. And the last remaining player would be Aaron Jones. Who plays for the Packers. What do the Packers like to do? Throw the ball. The Chiefs are no different. Clyde's no different. That's not necessarily an indictment on a, on a player. Because we know Aaron Jones is very good. James Connors had a nice career. It's not to say those players all suck. It's that it's predictable when that player is in the game and they don't respect him. They don't respect Clyde because they say even if he, they hand the ball off to him, we don't care because he's not going to rip off a big run. The reason why this number is important is because now I'm going to tell you about Isaiah Pacheco. Let's start at the very top. Nobody faces more situations with eight defenders in the box than Derrick Henry. Makes sense. Derrick Henry's in the game. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to handle the ball 23 to 27 times a game, and we need to account for it. You know who else is up near the top of the list in terms of facing heavy boxes? Nick Chubb. Makes sense. Pretty much any running back who plays for Baltimore or Atlanta, not because they're superstars, but it's because all those teams want to do is run the ball. It's schematic, right? The Chiefs, we know, like to pass the ball. But then explain to me why Isaiah Pacheco is 12th. Amongst qualified running backs, when he is in the game, he is facing eight defenders in the box 27% of the time. That's a little shocking, Chris, because even when Pacheco's in the game, the expectation is that the Chiefs are going to pass the ball. What it tells you, though, is that defenses respect Isaiah Pacheco already in his career, 10 games into his career, more than they respect Clyde. And the proof is overwhelming. You can say what you want about sample size, not getting enough touches. That's fine. Pacheco's 10 games into his career. He's only had over 10 carries in a game four times. So it's not as though the Chiefs are giving him all sorts of opportunities that they haven't given Clyde. He's got 75 carries this year compared to Clyde's 70. All right. The splits are almost identical, except one guy has been far more efficient. When Clyde's in, nobody respects him. When Pacheco comes in, it's the exact opposite. Here's the issue, though, because the Chiefs still have a short yardage situation problem. I mean, go back to the first quarter, the first drive of the first quarter on Sunday night. The Chiefs kick a field goal. It highlights the fact that they've been so bad this year on third and one. Pacheco, in theory, should help in this regard. He is more of a north-south runner. He seems to hit those gaps quicker. He seems to have burst at the line of scrimmage more than Clyde does. The problem is is that defenses load the box when he's in the game, so he doesn't face the same situations that Clyde does. Where this leaves me is that the Chiefs are very predictable with their running backs. We know what McKinnon does. He's the third down back. He is your pass-blocking back. The Chiefs are predictable because both of those guys, Clyde and Pacheco, are one-dimensional. Clyde isn't a runner. Pacheco isn't a receiver. I think he only has three receptions on the season. Until that reality changes, defenses week to week, at least when it comes to running back and personnel and who's on the field, they're not going to have to think all that much about what they're doing when one guy's in the game versus the other, until somebody proves that they can be a more versatile running back. And now with Clyde on the IR going to be out the next four weeks, oddly enough, I think these short yardage woes can be fixed by Pacheco being more of a threat in the passing game, because the second you have to account for him as a potential receiver out of the backfield, it's going to then open up more opportunities for him to face lighter boxes and to be more productive, as a runner on those short yardage situations, because if there is one thing, one thing that you would want to complain about, or the only thing really that you have to complain about this offense right now is that they're just not great on those th- third and one situations. Everything else is aces, everything else. They can do no wrong. The only time anybody gets nervous about the chief's offense is when it's third and one, which is funny because the rest of the league seems to thrive in those areas.
4: I feel like, 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 One of the issues that I have with the whole discussion of, like, Clyde didn't get – he's not getting any chances. A, Andy's not one of those guys that's going to hand the ball off 25 times a game. That's just not what he does. He's very much, we're going to throw 60 – I mean, I think, like, at one point this season was, like, almost 70% of the time they were throwing. And I think that was, like, right before the Titans game where they had 68 attempts. Like, this is – the chiefs don't run the football a whole lot. They're just not going to do that. And they're not going to build their offense around running the football. They're never going to commit 20 carries to one running back. That's just not realistic. Hell, that's not just the chiefs thing. That's an NFL thing in general. If you look at the number of carries that a lot of the top running backs are getting top running backs are getting now, a lot of those guys are, are averaging somewhere around 15 carries at, at most. Like if you look at, a lot of these offenses, it's two running back schemes all throughout the league. Look at San Fran, look at Miami. Now that they, that they got Jeff Wilson, Jr. Like all these teams that are heavy on the run still are divvying up carries pretty evenly. Like Christian McCaffrey, like he wasn't, he wasn't the leading rusher for the 49ers when they played on Monday. It was, uh, what's his name? Um, Elijah Mitchell. Mm -hmm. They always, like the league has become very much a league of committees. Even in Dallas, they got Zeke Elliott. Zeke's starting to lose some of that juice. Tony Pollard now is basically their number one back. He's the one that has the juice in the running game. I understand this idea that you saw those two games in 2020 where it looked like Clyde could be a feature back. And so you think, oh, give him an opportunity. He'll do it. I don't think that's what Clyde is, man. And I think the Chiefs know that because they've been watching him practice and play games for three years now. And they know what he he is and what he isn't. He's not a feature back. There's a reason why everybody was talking about Pacheco taking that starting job at some point this year. And now it's happened. And it's not an accident. And I'm going to trust Andy Reid when he watches those guys practice every week and he says, uh, that number 10 kid, he's better than the 25 kid. So, I, and, and again, we're never going to see Andy Reid feature the run unless he's got an Alex Smith-level quarterback out there and he's got a Jamal Charles-level running back out there. And that's not going to happen anytime soon because of Patrick Mahomes. So, I, I, I understand the whole issue with them not getting Clyde a chance like some people think, but he got his opportunities. You have limited opportunities. You got to do the most with them, and he hasn't done the most with them.
1: If you want to chime in on the Jay's Southland Tow service text line 913-586-7610. Um show me comparable Clyde carries over 15 uh, comparable games where Clyde got over 15 carries when he didn't produce. I said hey, that. Go do that yourself. Go, okay. go I mean no, no, I I can walks. do it. I can do it really quick because it's pretty simple. <laughs> I gave you earlier the the games in which Pacheco's gotten at least 10 carries this year. He's aver- in games where he's gotten averaged or got over 10 carries in a game. He is averaging 78 yards per game. He is averaging five and a half yards per carry. But if you want me to do this, I don't think you're going to like it. How about a 10 carry 38 yard game from Edwards? Alaire? How about an 11 carry 37 yard game? How about a 16 carry 32 yard game? How about a 10 carry 37 yard game? We can well, do more Was that 16 carry.
4: Was that the Colts game?
1: That was I, my, that was Miami of his rookie year. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty. And again, it's, it's, not as if, it's not as if Clyde is a useless running back. That's not the point here. It's not as though this guy is just devoid of any talent. He should have no role on the team. He should never see another snap. That's not what I'm saying at all. This is not to bury Clyde. It is simply the fact that you drafted a running back in the seventh round, and kudos to you. He happens to be very useful, and he can help this team – In a way that Clyde simply can't. Clyde will have a role. But I don't know at this point. How you can make an argument. That he should still be the lead back on this team. The proof is in the pudding. This guy Pacheco. Has opened up a new level of offense. That they need. They don't ever need to rely upon it. But it needs to be a tool in your bag. I think the Chiefs have found that out. Over the last couple of weeks. Let's get to the random question of the day
3: random question.
1: All right, to you Chris and to you on the Jay's Southland Toe Service Text Line 913-586-7610. I figure you you assumed this was going to be a Thanksgiving themed random question of the day.
4: Yeah, that's pretty safe on oh. the day before
1: Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, you don't say. Uh, okay, I'm going to start with a little I'm going to start with a little preamble here before I get to the actual question. So, uh, my my all I've been tasked to do is bring a side dish. All I've been asked to do is bring a side dish and I'm it's not that I'm anti traditional Thanksgiving side dishes it's just that like I I don't know like I I guess I could do sweet potatoes I've done that before but I like to sort of do like the finger foods before we actually sit down and eat. Do you guys have a little grazing period where you've just got food sitting out that everybody's kind of snacking on before you actually sit down and eat?
4: Maybe we'll have some type of dip or something, but okay, so not it's, a whole lot. So
1: what I was thinking about making is like you getting some of those like uh, the Hawaiian rolls and just like slicing the whole top of the whole package off and then making the little like ham or turkey sliders. Yeah, yeah. Is that that's a, fine. is that you think that's a strong I don't know if it's strong. It's not I strong. It's, it's, I don't know it's if just it's fine. strong. fine. You're only it's giving fine. me fine. It's fine. Like it's doable. I mean, I'm going to dress it up a little bit. I'll put some like I'll put some I'm going to smoke it and then I'll put some of that like turkey or I'll put, I'll put some of that like garlic butter that'll brush over the top. It's going to be we're going to dress it up a little bit. I mean it's fine. Okay, it's okay, so I can't get more than fine. It's okay. okay. Right.
4: I mean, I'm not a big like ham and cheese sliders person. There's probably some people on the text line that would love that idea, I'm sure. But uh, my own personal taste,
1: it's fine. Okay, well, somebody on the text line says sliders may be too much. What do you mean too much? Like I'm like I need la- like less?
4: No, you're good. Just get one like one of the big packs of the of the Hawaiian rolls and you're good to go. It's not too much.
1: Should I just, should I not even do anything? Should I just bring the rolls and say here you go? Don't
4: bring no rolls. don't, don't. you if you're going to bring something like you can't bring one of the main sides. You got to bring something lesser cuz like the I I at least in my family, the person who is it who's making the dinner, who's hosting it, they have to make like all the the main sides
1: and obviously the turkey. How big is your how big's your get together going to be? Uh, it's usually like 20, 25 people. Okay, something that's, like that? that's good. That's good size. Yeah, something so like we that. uh, you know, we do the traditional sides. Like last year, I brought cornbread muffins,
5: and yeah, I, that's, they were that's, they were, from, a safe, they were a from safe. They were from scratch.
1: I did not buy the pre oh, you didn't, mixed. You didn't they buy them from scratch, oh, man. Wow. So okay, fire. Okay, respect a little bit powdered sugar on top as well. So. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm known to not disappoint. I just want to make that be known, but uh, for the random question of the day, this is going to be so, this is, this is the most cliche random question of the day, but it's only one year we get to do it. What's the plate looking like tomorrow? What is the perfect Thanksgiving plate? Even if it's not for tomorrow, if you know that like your aunt's going to mess up the mashed potatoes, that happens to me all the time. It, whoever is dude. making
4: the mashed potatoes that's messing them up needs no, 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 to be no, no, taken no. off of the no, mashed, no, no, no. mashed potatoes.
1: Get this. So my aunt makes the best mashed potatoes ever. I think she uses like a little cream cheese or something. I don't know. There's something in there that just makes it so good. Here's the problem, Chris. She shows up on average 45 to an hour and a half late. And because it's mashed potatoes, you don't really, you know, you can't, you don't go back and just eat mashed potatoes after you've dealt with an entire meal. So we always wait. We always have to wait. It's so flagrant. And it's, this is not a once every so often. It's an every single Thanksgiving. She always brings the mashed potatoes and she is always just, uh, I mean... You, offensively you gotta, late
4: you gotta take her off you gotta you gotta take her off but that nobody else assignment. can make
1: but nobody else can make the mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes as good mashed as her
4: mashed potatoes aren't that hard to
1: make i know man. they're not they're but not. i mean it's just like that's her thing like somebody's gotta like butter her
4: up and get the the secret recipe and then you take over that responsibility from her because she can't be trusted if she's late every year so you gotta you gotta take that off her plate
1: all right i want to hear what your plate is some people are just saying I don't know I may have i'm gonna ask like seven different questions I don't really care all right, here we go. Green rice, green bean casserole, mashed potatoes, candied yams, ham, and deep-fried turkey fire. So we are doing smoked turkey this year. My dad's got a little smoked smoker. Smoked turkey's very strong. It's a very, I've had it the last couple
4: years. Uh-huh. First time I had ever had it was a couple years ago. It's pretty great. I, I am a big fan of smoked turkey. I'll be honest do, with you. My family does deep-fried, though.
1: I, I've, I've done both. Yeah, deep-fried deep and smoked are both
4: good. Deep-fried's great. I'm
1: going to be honest with you. Turkey in the oven is incredibly spare. It's not. It's not. not. good. I'm not. It's not good.
4: It's a, like it. I gotta. I gotta do a lot of magic to make it eat edible. Well, I, because I, I don't
1: feel like everybody. Did. I don't. It's so seldom done well when cooked in the oven. I feel like it's right. so often overcooked. It's dry. I'm Very like, dry. come
4: on, man. Yeah, you got to deep fry it or you got to smoke I it. I waited
1: all year for this for some dry ass white meat turkey. Like this ain't it. Yeah, that's why a lot of people do the ham too now cuz
4: it's like, hey, if you don't want a dry ass turkey, you can have ham.
1: <laughs> I've come around on ham, man. I
4: don't really mess with ham like that. I'm not a huge ham guy. I've come
1: around. But, you know,
4: if if you got like oven-baked turkey as the alternative to the ham, I understand you taking the ham.
1: Yeah, but that's why we've that's why I I kinda, my dad always hosts at this point and I kind of told him, I we had it we had to come to Jesus moment." You know, I had to sit him down and I said, "Hey, man, this oven turkey, it's just not it's not you, doing you, it for you, me. You had to
4: sit down at the kitchen table there.
1: Yeah, we had to have a long talk. And you know, I'd say, Hey, I know you're usually the one who's delivering these these talks, but now it's time for me to talk to you, man. No more oven big turkey.
4: Yeah, my dad my dad stopped doing it like fifteen years ago. Fifteen years ago, he's like, I'm on the deep fried kick and it was one of the best decisions he ever made at the time. It was a very good choice. It's so, Thanksgiving is, has never been the same since the deep-fried turkey change.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I had it for the, probably for the first time three years ago, and I said, okay, I'm back on turkey. Yeah. I was done with turkey, and now we're doing deep-fried. Now we're doing smoked turkey. I'm officially back on Team Turkey. That's the random question of the day, even though there was absolutely nothing random about it. Coming up next, the Chiefs offense has been not just good, but elite, the best offense. Who deserves most of the credit? We'll give you our takes on the other side. It's Cody and Gold, 610 Sports Radio. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by GAN Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gann
0: Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.